Morphin Legacy presents The Grid. Howdy, Ranger Nation. This is Shatteray22, Vice President of MorphinLegacy.com. Welcome you to another grid ranking, where we'll be ranking our top five best and worst green rangers. Go. Joining me in this grid ranking is Austin. Hello. Amber. Hi. And joining us, since it's his color, the president of MorphinLegacy.com, Jay. Hey, hey, Ranger fans. Oh, I miss saying that. It's been a while. So how this will work is that we each take a turn and reveal our picks in descending order and repeat until all of our picks are revealed. We'll talk about our top five best picks first, and then we'll move on to our top five worst. So let's start with my fifth best Green Ranger, which is Joel Rawlings, the Green Lightspeed Ranger. Green Ranger, rescue ready! So, the Scott Cowboy was very charismatic, which had a lot to do with his actor Keith Robinson, who I feel like if this character was played by someone else, the character would probably be unmemorable. Because Joel, like someone else on my, my worst list, gets very little to do. His whole arc is just pining for Miss Fairweather. There's one other thing that is his Sky Cowboyness of it all. He won't let you forget he's the hashtag Sky Cowboy, like in one instance where after a fight he used Arrow Rescue 3 to drop 8x10's photos of himself to the rescued civilians. Yeah, I know you almost died from a demon attack, but here's an 8x10. I mean, that's a souvenir. That's real cute. I think it's funny thinking about Joel in retrospect because I feel like if that was a character in a new season today, he would totally be a TikTok influencer or some bullshit. Like, hashtag Sky Cowboy! And he would go live inside the Zord or something as he's flying it. But speaking of his fame, he must be pretty popular though because there are multiple instances where a group of people are counting him for his autograph. I loved you in Dreamgirls. Oh, you stole my line, bitch. <laughs> Alrighty, so we mentioned this before, but the other thing he would be remembered for is his relationship with Miss Fairweather. I think they were a cute couple. The two had very good chemistry, and it wasn't just awkward moments of Joel hitting on her. The two would actually seem to care for each other beyond service level shit, like when Joel saved Miss Fairweather from inside a volcano, or when he saved her brother when he thought they were her old flame, which was kind of awkward. That was very awkward. He's my brother, and we see all these instances where they're all like, Ugh. You touch your brother like that, sis? He ain't heavy. He's my brother. That was just a weird framing for the episode. It must have turned out right, though, because in the Time Force camp, we learned that you have gotten married. Good for them. Alrighty, so negative nugget. I kind of wish they gave Joel some other focus beyond his relationship with Miss Fairweather because a good majority, if not all his focus episodes are dedicated to his relationship with Miss Fairweather. I like the two, but I just wish they gave him something else to do. So Austin, what is your number five? My number five is Adam from Zeo. Zero Ranger 4, 3! The thing about Zeo Adam is this is prime Adam. Adam's great in Mighty Morphin and in the movie, but Zeo Adam, is just his hair is really cute but those clothes though i didn't see a tank top anywhere in that whole season his hair wasn't cute when he was in turbo we're talking zeo though right zeo 
Okay, good. Just wait, I'll get to that. I love his old 90s ear piercing. I love all of his scenes with Tanya. I kind of wish they actually got paired up, though. I ship them so hard. Like everyone does. Because literally all of their scenes are with each other. But she's in love with Mike. Oh, beyond the grid. Ew. Girl. Hashtag forced. Fuck out of here. Don't get me wrong, I hated it too. I don't have too many specifics to say about Adam because I feel like a lot of his focus was kind of just per episode. He didn't really have any arcs or anything, but that's kind of how the show was at that time too. He did a lot of episodes where he was fighting. He was pow, pow, pow. There was that episode where he was a boxer because his Sentai counterpart's a boxer. And that's hot. And then he turned into a trophy for some reason. That's my negative nugget. He's kind of a back burner character in a sense. He's not getting focus i mean zeo's tommy and cat basically there was no big story arcs in zeo really except for king for a day and the tommy long lost brother who's native american story arc mm, let's not go there <laughs> 49% of me is offended. And then my other negative nugget is his hair and turbo. I mean, it is coming back in style. Alrighty, Amber, what is your number five? My number five is Ziggy. RPM, get in gear. Me too. I just like Ziggy. He's funny. He's ridiculous. And I don't take him seriously in the slightest. But I think he's just fun because everybody else is kind of serious, serious, serious. I'm pretty sure if he didn't become a ranger, he's still kind of a piece of shit. But also, I just like him. And he's a really good foil for Dylan. He was the goofy magoof goof of the season where it, it was the apocalypse. So yeah, we need that little levity before Gemma Gemma came, of course. I feel like he had some good character development too. I mean, it was small, but it was there. He had his relationship with Dr. K. And he was always asking those questions about the secret Power Ranger things, like why stuff exploded behind them when they morphed, that kind of stuff. He was like the audience POV character that explained why stuff happened. Any negative nuggets? I think sometimes they were a little ham-fisted with stuff, especially the criminal stuff. My negatives are not really negatives because I pretty much didn't really have any big major qualms about that season anyway. I didn't really have a negative nugget except for the fact that I wish that he had appeared with Dr. K and Beast Morphers. That would have been nice, but also at the same time, those two I get why it didn't happen, but still sad. Alrighty, so on to my number four, which is Trip, the Green Time Force Range. Uh, He's my number four, too. Time four, time four. Chip was the little adorable alien baby of the group, and he was essentially treated as such, like an uniquely Chip where he tries to find his spot on the team. He's the baby, but Circuit's his baby. Well, he created Circuit, so that's baby on baby. But that doesn't sound right. Don't say it like that! It's babies having babies, Ray! What kind of show is this? But he does eventually find his spot on the team, being the smarty McSmart smart one of the team, making devices to help fight Rancic and his mutants, like the Electric Booster. Not just being the smart one on the team, he's also the gay one because he has green hair. Speaking as a human with green hair, I agree. He also always looks for the good in people, like in Trip Takes a Stand, where he stood up for Nauticon when Eric tried to fry his ass. And in the finale, where he helps Nadira go down the road of redemption. So she can marry Joe. Aunt bitch! <laughs> I also wrote that I liked how him being an alien, they didn't shy away from that. And they used that to be an allegory for racism, essentially. My negative nugget is I like the green hair, 
but the wig they gave him was pretty awful. What was worse, the wig or that atrocious bucket hat, mama? I mean, the whole outfit is just... The orange jacket, too. <gasps> they took that from Time Ranger, though. Most of those outfits are either inspired or pulled full sail from Time Ranger. He also doesn't get as much focus as... It is the West Gen and Eric show, but talking about the wig more, there are some <laughs> moments where <laughs> it doesn't seem to be brushed well, and there are moments where it seems dirty and wet. Can you tell we've been watching a lot of Drag Race? Fucking going off on a tangent about a wig. <laughs> also, in case you know or forgot, Trip, as a Zybrian, has psychic powers, aka he can see the future. And you'd think that would be used a lot in the show, but nope. I think they use it in like one episode, but to be honest, if they pushed harder on Trip's psychic powers, there'd be no surprises and Trip could stop any drama before it happens. Well, I guess a negative nugget of that could be every time he does use his powers, we see that same freaking two second shot of those clouds. Amber, what is your number four? My number four is Movie Rita. Oh, you want armor? I'll show you mine. If you show me yours. Me too! <laughs> we have the same list, Amber. <laughs> movie Rita, because best part of that whole movie is Rita. <laughs> the only thing I still like about that fucking movie. Same. The slap, Billy, and Rita. Those are the three things. So, not to event drop, but when I was at the premiere in 2017, that first scene with Rita and Zordon in the beginning when she's actually in the suit and they're speaking Altarian together. Uh, uh, so good. It was spoiled before I went <laughs> to the theater. Literally, I'm in the hallway to see the movie and the Lionsgate Instagram shows a picture of the helmet. I don't know why they did that. Wait until Monday, bitch. I mean, I guess it didn't really quite spoil anything, but still, it's really annoying. That would have pissed me off. It's still very cool seeing it regardless. I could just watch that movie again just for that first couple minutes. <laughs> oh, the first couple of minutes are legit the best part of the movie because after that unpopular opinion but the more i watch the 2017 movie the less i like it i can say i liked the cinematography i guess but i wouldn't go as far to say it's a beautiful movie because i don't like the cgi at all it's kind of not aging well no it's not every time i watch it i hate it we much. watched it like a month or two ago randomly and i'm like oof oh it was so bad it was not as fun the only fun i had from that movie was seeing rita who is remarkably played well by elizabeth Banks. but she's a good actress she knows what movie she's in she knows what camp is she knows who she's playing oh yes every line is just mwah. any negative nuggets about rita she wasn't in the movie more thank you amber yes that's literally the only thing i wish she was in the suit more more rita more rita that movie literally could have not had goldar at all and just been rita does she still have the coin she had the coin in the climax it was in the staff well then how did she not get her suit oh that makes no sense I think it was damage. I think the coin maybe had like a crack in it or something. That movie doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Could you imagine if the actual climax was them versus Rita in her Green Ranger suit? That would have been badass. That would have been cool. But we gotta sell those Zor toys. And then they defeat her and they get the coin back and that's when they get Tommy in the potential seat. Tommy would have to be the villain though so they have to find some way to make him evil. Like maybe the coin's corrupted. We're making hypotheticals here on a franchise that bombs and isn't gonna have a sequel and we're making a whole different franchise franchise i would say just ditch everything about that movie except keep elizabeth banks as rita get her to come back yeah, get her back that would be nice but i doubt it all righty so on to my number three which is miss izzy garcia the green dino fury ranger mine too ah! tiger fury green ranger 
So let's not tiptoe around the big rainbow elephant in the room. Izzy is the first openly queer ranger in the show's history, and a lot of love comes from her because of that. But my love of Izzy steamed way before she ever came out. And she's a female Green Ranger, period. First ever female Green Ranger. And before she even came out, she had a lot of great sassy moments, mostly jabbing at Javi. She had the best one-liners like, okay, boomer. And the skirt rip that quaked the Ranger fandom to its core. That was a cultural reset. Yes, it was. (laughs) The great skirt debate. I was gooped the house down. So yeah, Izzy is great and I don't want to take too much from y'all because I know she'll be higher up on your list so austin why do you love izzy so much well like you said she has a lot of good one-liners that i think are genuinely funny they're totally relevant everyone actually talks like that they wrote a teen that is saying stuff that kids actually say today the one they said okay boomer my jaw was just on the ground she's just a badass she has a lot of really cool fight scenes like her first episode where she becomes a ranger she throws her sword at a tree and then uses that bounce off it the choreo is insane they put their whole OCs into this season the Saban stuff was really holding them back the choreo in season two so far too there was that roof scene or something that was insane yeah the only negative thing i would say about izzy though is that the season isn't over yet we still have more to see of her i have the negative mugged about Izzy but it's not too big. I kind of wish the show had Izzy either stand up or acknowledge the hypocrisy their dad had for her and Javi considering he is 1000% supportive of her while he was super dismissive of Javi but we did get that moment in Dino Fury season 2 where Javi stands up for himself which we'll talk about later. I will agree that as a sibling especially because they're very close siblings that maybe there should have been a line or something where she backs him up but I feel like if she full on protected him or called it out it wouldn't have been as powerful when Javi himself calls it out oh yeah that moment was everything sometimes you gotta step back when it comes to your siblings fighting with your parents Amber what is your number three Mr. Riley from Dino Charge Velociraptor Power Ranger Green and another gay at number three love to see it granted he's not my favorite of the season but I think he's still a good character I think he had a journey he was different from the first episode to the end of the episode he learned he can have friends he's still a little snot ass but you know some of these are way lower so it's like I just enjoy it because it's Dino Charge I gave it a little extra point because of that and if I had a negative nugget I would say it did take a bit for him to kind of start growing and then also they don't let him be gay and that's sad to me oh no he was he played it gay so I mean openly gay he wasn't out there trying to steal Kaylee's man. He had every other man on the season to flirt with. So. Alrighty, Jay, what is your number three? So I'm going to throw a wrench in this system because number three, my pick is Psycho Green. Now I'm going to show you what a Psycho Ranger can do. It was hard for me to pick my top five period, but I have loved everything about Psycho Green in any of the, well, comics, obviously, except for, you know, the graphic novel, which will remain nameless. The Path. Yeah, but even though that was a really shitty graphic novel, Psycho Green was the only psycho that actually stayed evil the entire time and was a villain the whole time. And he also murdered three of the 1969 Rangers, which was awesome. And he killed his entire team, which was man i just think that he's really cool also i play him on legacy wars so that's another reason got any negative nuggets which is probably the psychopath the psychopath is my negative nugget yes even though he was probably one of the best parts because again he stayed evil the whole time and was actually evil Alrighty, so on to my number two which is riley griffin the green dino charge ranger so unlike queen izzy almost all of my love for riley is how unapologetically gay riley is without stating the fact 
even though he is 100% gay. This stems from the iconic The Tooth Hurts, where the ship Chile, the shipping of Chase and Riley, was born, and us as a group of queer friends were never the same again. Not only does Riley's gayness stem from the Chile ship, he's always strutting his gayness. Let me list the ways. He has some gay moments with Ivan when they're training and fall asleep on each other. And the mention of Ivan saying, speed isn't everything, Sir Riley. In True Black, where we get a moment where Riley looks at shirtless Tyler doing a handstand, where Riley says, nice. In Forgive and Forget, where we are introduced to Bert and there's sexual tension in the air. In Love at First Fight, where Beauty Crow wants a boyfriend and Riley says, we'll pass. And lastly, in Freaky Fight Day, where he gets all flirty with Ivan's doppelganger grandson. But I do have a negative nugget. He's a bit of a prude fun sucker at times, like the fucking cake samples in The Tooth Hurts, or when he has to make a day of fishing with his brother and friends into a tournament. I will also say Riley walked so that Izzy could run. So Austin, what is your number two? My number two is 2017 movie Rita. I know we've already talked about her. I just wrote that she's the definition of camp. And like I said earlier, she's still the only thing I like about the movie. She has iconic one-line and she eats a freaking Krispy Kreme donut while Goldar is busy destroying Angel Grove. Two Destiny's Child, no less. And she got a Funko Pop. She got two. Oh, that is true. Oh yeah, she got two. The only figure of her in her ranger form because we didn't get a Bandai figure. And then the negative nugget I had is just that she had to be in a bad movie. Fight me. Alrighty, so Amber, what is your number two? My number two is Zio Adam. I love John Young Bosch. He could really do no wrong in my eyes as Adam, as anything, but Adam especially. Younger me definitely had a big crush on him and his beautiful hair and his beautiful eyes. Those fits, though. I cannot stand the fits in Zio. You know what? He just went a little bit more nerd culture, okay? Get over it. Those helmetless scenes, though? I'm a sucker for a helmetless scene, so I get you there. I could really just mash up all the atoms, and it's the perfect thing. My negative nugget is that he did just kind of take a backseat a lot of the time, and that was so disappointing because, obviously, he's beautiful. Alrighty, so Jay, what is your number two? My number two is is he Garcia. She skyrocketed to number two. I mean, we've already touched on mostly everything about her, but she basically embodies everything that I love about female Power Rangers. She is fierce. She is strong. She is sassy. She's a Latina. She's queer. And she's a female Green Ranger. Oh, and her brother's hot. Do you have any negative nuts? I have one negative nugget and it was weird because when she was first introduced there was that whole episode where she was really mean to her cousin and it almost made me not like her. Yeah, winning attitude. I totally forgot about that. But she made up for it. It's okay. Better than that, love her. That kind of shows how much she's grown though because literally we all forgot about that. That aspect of her personality instantly went away and she grew as a person. That's the good thing about Dino Fury is that those negative aspects of all the characters have gotten better as time has gone on so we actually get character development in Character development in Power Rangers? What? Even for Ollie, he turned around in season two. Spoilers. I fucking hated his ass. Alrighty, so on to number one for me, which is Cam Watanabe, the first Green Samurai Ranger. Green Samurai Power! 
So Cam to me is my number one pretty much because he is essentially me. Dreaming at his computer screen, screaming at Power Rangers when they fuck something up. That's me! It's Ranger form! He's also got those sassy remarks that he's always jabbing to his teammates. Like me. He's also smarty smarts. Like me. I'm just glad that Ninja Storm is the adaptation we got. Because if we got Hexagon, this would have been Tommy. Because Green Ranger with Gold Shield, you do the math. So my one negative nugget is, I guess if I have to choose something, him becoming a human fly in his first fight as a Power Ranger was kind of bullshit. To the extent of Cam mentioning that it's bullshit himself. What are your thoughts on Cyber Cam? Oh God. He's very dated, that's for sure. And I guess he was necessary to have considering they needed someone to work in the base, but... You really projected that early 2000s vibe onto the screen with Cybercam. You think the other Rangers were dated? Check out Cybercam, because yikes. I always thought he was a strange addition, because I love normal Cam, but Cybercam, I'm like, you're nothing I like about Cam. Alrighty, so that was my number one. Austin, what is your number one? My number one is Riley from Dino <laughs> I don't have too much to say about Riley. He's gay. I love him. Chase and Riley is my number one ship in all of Power Rangers, period. I I love Chiley. I hold them so close to my heart. They're still my Twitter banner. They've been my Twitter banner for a year. I like how Riley started out as this kind of, I mean, he still stays that pompous little pretentious bitch, but I like how he starts out as, I don't want to say shy, but kind of just to himself. He's very introverted. At first time we're introduced to him, he's training inside his barn. And then the next time we see him training, he's training by himself with tennis balls. But as time progresses, when I've enjoyed joins the team he starts training with him who wouldn't want to clash swords with ivan speed isn't everything sir riley what did he mean when he said that that was so sexual riley literally starts out closed off as a person from people but also closed off from the world because he lives on a farm so being kind of thrust into this new adventure was a good chance for development for him and especially the tooth hurts episode he learns to be more perceptive of how other people do things because it's not just one way or the highway there's multiple ways to get stuff done also that scene at the end where he's talking to chase and he pretty much reaffirms his sexuality without flat out saying it by saying people made assumptions about me back on the farm and they were mostly wrong and then chase didn't hear him i don't know i think they were probably right Uh, yeah they were absolutely right (laughs) my negative nugget for riley though is yes he's my number one because i love riley but I'll say that his character is kind of just whatever the writers need him to be. This episode, oh, he's all about training and blah, blah, blah. And then this episode, oh, he's all about math and blah, 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 blah. This episode, he loves baseball, blah, blah, blah. It's whatever they needed him to do. But yeah, I love him. He's a baby. He's just a little baby. I'm just a baby. All right, Amber, what is your number one? My number one is Izzy. We've all talked about Izzy at length. And I think the fact that she's the first girl Green Ranger and then all the stuff about her kind of just gave her a little bit of it just because I'm so excited about her. She's a trailblazer. And I like that we get to see that electronics project that she was working on. That was a really good episode because she really did not believe in herself at all. It also teaches kids how there's other ways to learn and study for things. Not everyone is book smart and sometimes people need to be shown things instead of just reading it out of a book. Exactly. Everybody has different learning styles. Or would she expose that fitness lady? The super hotshot gym. Oh yeah. That was a good one too. Any negative nuggets none that we haven't really already talked about our show's not over yet they can completely ruin izzy's character in the last element uh no i'm not putting that energy out but as of right now i think she's really great i doubt they're gonna screw over dino fury in the last 11 episodes out of the 33 episodes i feel like there 
there's maybe like two or three episodes that I don't absolutely love. There's only one I can think of that I absolutely hated. The body swap episode with Pop Pop. Mm-hmm. All righty, Jay, what is your number one? My number one pick is Bridge Carson, SPD Green. Green! SPD Green Ranger! I'm just really sad that he didn't even break any of your top fives. There are so many good Green Rangers, though, and I knew you were going to pick Bridge as number one, so I didn't even bother. Bridge is my favorite part of SPD. He is super cute. He has that energy reading power, which was awesome. The buttery line, which is iconic to Power Rangers in general. And, and also, Matt Austin, just super cute, and he's a great person. Yeah, I like Bridge, too. He was the quirky McQuirk quirk. My negative nugget is that he kind of abandoned Green later because, you know, he moved to Blue and then he got promoted to red so that's probably my only negative nugget because i wish he had stayed green god forbid you promote the girls right you gotta have to give bridge all the promotions and even when you add new characters into the ranger team like they did with jj you gotta keep those other rangers the same colors too sid and z stay yellow and pink and then jj joins the team he's green and then that lena song character from hyperforce she's blue now i'm like what the fuck i will definitely say of all the spd characters i do think bridge is the most likely followed by z because i literally dislike everybody else did his lightning collection figure come with a piece of toast no but it should have that's a missed opportunity oh you want another repainted accessory or effect piece no i want a piece of toast all righty so those are our top five best picks we'll take a quick commercial break and be back with our top five worst green rangers And we're back with the worst. She's really bad. Time for my number five worst, which isn't really that bad, but I had to choose someone for this pick. So I chose Damon Henderson, the green galaxy ranger. Galaxy green! So did I. Alrighty, so I don't hate Damon. He's just in an unfortunate situation where there's a lot of good Green Rangers and he's ranked towards the bottom of the list. So similar to Joel, Damon has two aspects the show would focus on, but unlike Joel, Damon really doesn't have the same level of charisma oozing off the screen. The first is that he's a mechanic, which I think literally is all his focus episodes are about. Literally, tell me something else about him besides he's a mechanic, quickly. Exactly. (laughs) I I was literally thinking. The silence was deafening. That is his one character trait. He is a mechanic and he fixes things. Like when he was doing mechanic shit with a stowaway. The one where he fixes the scorpion singer to save High Counselor Rainier. The one episode where he tries to get a promotion by doing mechanical things. And the one where he keeps TerraVenture engines stable. So yeah, engineering is Damon's passion. His only passion. Hell, his birthday episode is about Kendrick's and Maya fighting over a cake. It's not even about him, yeah. He's literally just there. He doesn't really get anything. He's kind of just a filler ranger on the team. You have six characters to focus on. Someone's going to be at the bottom. The second character trait he tends to be given is being the decoy, which considering his race, yikes. Austin, do you have anything to say about Damon? My positive potato, I put, I still like him, I guess. He's kind of just there though. And full negative, they didn't do enough with him. I also wrote to the only thing I can distinctly remember about him is from To the 10th Power, where he gets mad at some cyclist for running over his tomato. The number one thing I remember about Damon is when he goes, Mike, and he didn't even meet Mike yet. I put that as my positive potato, him screaming Mike at the top of his lungs in the premiere, even though he literally just met like two minutes ago. Again, I don't hate Damon. 
then I just think other Green Rangers are much better. Are you so awesome? That was your number five. Amber, what is your number five? Okay, so I'm lumping five and four together, and here's the reason why. My number five and number four are Damon and Joel together, and here's the reason why. Looking at this list, and granted, these are not bad. I just think they're the same character in a different font. Without the fucking cowboy hat, if I saw pictures of them from a distance, I could not tell you which one was fucking which. And that's not saying something about a racist. They literally both wear green jumpsuits. He doesn't wear a jumpsuit. He wears a cowboy outfit. He has like a little vest. He wears the lightspeed jacket a lot. The thing is, is they're not bad characters. They're just not that memorable. The thing about Lost Galaxy and Lightspeed is that they did the same exact races for the Rangers. So they got the white guy red. They've got the Asian blue. They've got the black guy green. They've got the brunette yellow. They've got the blonde pink. So if they don't have anything that's super memorable, I remember the cowboy hat. And then I also remember the kind of creep relationship with Miss Fairweather. That's about it. I mean, that hat was kind of a character unto itself. I feel like Joel has more charisma than Damon, though. Slightly, but they're still kind of too similar. Especially if you've not watched anything recently. Like me, I have not watched too much with either of them very recently. Well, you're going to because we're doing a Lightspeed retrospective in May. Oh, I know! Four and five on my list is not bad. It's just there's people who are a little bit better. Do you have any positive potatoes about them? They're cute. Alrighty, so Jay, what is your number five? So I had a really hard time again coming up with five worsts because some of them are just alright. I don't really have anything against them. Actually, Damon was my number five and then I changed it at the last second and I changed it to Carlos when he was turbo green. Shift in the turbo! The only reason why is that in Space Team didn't really fit in the turbo roles, really. Because they were inheriting another Ranger team's powers, that's why. Because I don't think he did. It was just I wasn't that interested in Carlos until he was the Black Space Ranger. Yeah, they kind of felt like afterthoughts. Because they were. They literally introduced 20 episodes into a season. He was kind of strange in Turbo too, because Mary, you're in high school, but you're making best buddies with all these little kids that are Justin's age. Trouble by the Slice was kind of weird considering Carlos is playing soccer in the park and then they treat these complete stranger kids to pizza after. Alright, so my number four was Carlos. So I can add to that conversation. So like I said, like Damon, I don't hate Carlos. He's just here to fill a spot because there's a lot of really good Green Rangers. Also, Carlos really didn't have a lot going for him in Turbo and that was probably due to Turbo being a split season with two sets of Rangers teams crammed into one season. So he really only had 25 or so episodes to get focus. Also, the focus he got, he didn't really get much either. They clearly didn't know what to do with him considering all he really did was play soccer or just be Justin's older buddy, essentially. I like the episode where he's a vampire. Yeah, that's what I said. I said his only focus episodes in Turbo are him thinking he injured his soccer buddy that's done a lot better next season since he actually does injure one of his teammates and him turning into a vampire. That was my positive potato. Well, my positive potato was his character is written and focused on a lot better next season considering it's in space, one of the best seasons ever. Bias. Uh, yes, I'm biased. I'm talking about my faves and my least faves here. He did do the vampire better than Vita. And then he got that sick haircut in Lost Galaxy. But then he morphs and it's the old haircut. <laughs> okay, so Austin, what is your number four? My number four is Xander from Mystic Force. I kind of wrote basically what I had written for Damon was that Xander's very one note. I don't know really anything about his character besides playing Xander. Please Xander. Play Xander. I get it, bitch. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> He's the same character at the end of the season as he is at the beginning, but it's Mystic Force, so you could say that for every freaking character in that season. Pause the potato. I wrote that. He's haunt. Alright, so Amber fused her five and four together. So Jay, what is your number four? My number four is Mike from Power Rangers Samurai and Super Samurai. Uh, Green Ranger, ready. 
I'm sure we're going to get more into this later. We're going to talk a lot about Mike, I'm assuming, and everyone else's lists. <laughs> I really, really wanted to like Mike, and I did in the earlier episodes of Samurai, because Hector David Jr. is so cute, and Mike was lovable and fun in the beginning, and then it's just a mess. I think Hector David Jr. is fun as a person. Like, at the PMC prom, he got up on a table, just did a fucking backflip out of nowhere. He's a train wreck, and I love watching it. And he's super hot, so that's the positive potato. Also, he had that really cool morph in the beginning of the series, so that was cool too. But the whole thing with the Beetle disc and Mia... Oh, do not get me started! That is one of the worst episodes. Also, they brought him back in Legendary Battle, but the, he didn't say anything, which was annoying. Why were they there? That is the weirdest thing about Legendary Battle. They dedicate at least one scene to every Ranger that comes back, except for the Samurai Ranger, so why are they there? Because Jonathan Zakora wanted Samurai representation in this, even though we had a whole episode about Samurai? You know what else is annoying? When Hector David Jr. was in New Zealand and he was hanging out with JDF and he took the picture with the dragon shield and the green samurai suit and then that didn't happen in the show. All they did was film cliff shots, them walking, taking their helmets on and them putting their helmets back on and the rest of it is just Sentai footage we've seen in dreams. You brought all these rangers back and all you do is just have them pose and put their helmets off? Girl, you know how we can talk about Legendary <sighs> Battle. Ooh. We have, oh god, it's been how long? Eight years. Still scarred, still. Anywho, that's me. That's number four. Alrighty, so on to my number three, which is Xandabli, the Green Mystic Ranger. Xander gets on this list pretty much for being a part of Mystic Force. A season, in case you didn't know, is a season I fucking hate. But beyond that, there are a few quirks from him I just don't vibe with. For one, he's a narcissist. He thinks he's God's gift to everyone to the extent of his controversial opinion, but I fucking hate Plan Xander. A lot of people like it, but I kind of fucking hate it. I got old. For those unaware, Plan Xander is Xander attempting to be charismatic and trying to talk either foot soldiers or monsters from doing what they do, and it never works. Bitch fucking did it in overdrive like sister. Don't you get it? That plan Xander never works. Xander had charisma, but he doesn't. He had nerve, though. No new uniqueness. Or talent. He had none of the cunt. He also thinks he's the boss when he's not, and that's just a reason for him to just sit on his ass and do nothing while his friends do everything and takes credit for it. Not really the most endearing of character traits. And yet he's rewarded, because at the end, he's promoted to manager of the Raporium for being a ranger, I guess, and saving the day. Isn't that representative of real life because he was just pretty and didn't do anything and then he got promoted? Make the ruler of the underworld binge until he fucking explodes and you too can be promoted to manager at your job. Another positive potato that you could say about him besides him being hot. Lily's mom is hot. <laughs> so my positive potato, I guess if I had to choose something, him being turned into a tree boy, not to be confused with tree girl, was pretty humbling for him even though it didn't stick because that episode had him have a pimple on his nose and he's like oh my perfect profile and then he uses some spray Claire creates which big mistake mind you considering Claire's a big fuck up and it slowly turns him into a tree but then he gets a potion and it changes him back to being a human but the thing I don't really get is that he doesn't get his pimple back which I feel should have humbled him a bit more but he loses the pimple so wow way to lose the whole point of the fucking episode. Alrighty, so that's my number three. Austin, what is your number three? My number three is Jake from Super Mega Force. I don't have too much to say about him because, I mean, we've beat this dead horse a bajillion times. I'll just say that he's a creeper. Someone call 911. He should be in jail. Positive potato. He's hot. Wow, so quick. I'm sure one of y'all is just gonna take that and run with it, so I'll let you do that. Alrighty! Amber, what is your number three? Tommy! Dragon Sword! 
Because Tove has to be on my list somewhere. And there are a couple of others that I fucking hate more. In retrospect, there were some good Tommy episodes back in the day. And I did used to like him when I was a child. I hate how oversaturated he is everywhere everything. Because he's not that great. I did like the Green with Evil stuff. That was a really delicious arc. He played a really good bad guy. The laugh. <laughs> JDF is good at playing a bad guy. As the resident Tommy despiser, I had to have him on my list. Okay, Jay, what is your number three? My number three is Riley Griffin. I knew that was coming, bitch. Can't see this, Baba. I knew that was coming. So have you ever known a really hot guy and he has this boyfriend and you're forced to hang out with the boyfriend just to hang out with the other guy, but you just really don't want to hang out with his boyfriend? That's Riley to me because I love Chase, but Riley's just always around. Like Mike, I really wanted to like Riley in the beginning because I love his Sentai counterpart. So I really wanted to like him. But a lot of the reasons that you guys listed for your negatives were also why I don't like Riley. That's why I acknowledge those negative nuggets because a lot of my love for Riley is that he is super flaming gay. And that's my positive potato. Anything Dino Charge related, Sans, James, Navarro, is kind of tinted with some rose-colored glasses just because we generally like that season so much. We're a Dino Charge stand podcast. 110% ride or die forever. We're always gonna rose color. I love Dino Charge, but if I was thinking about it, he's very low on my favorite Rangers. And like I said, there's a lot of moments where he's a weenie or he's a pain in the ass or he's a know-it-all he loves weenies also you all discussed this too about how he was kind of jumping everywhere when it came to his character he was a smart guy or he was a swordsman or he was this and it was just like pick a lane you like baseball he was a track star pick a lane sometimes power rangers is really bad about that they kind of just leave a character really vague so they can shoehorn them in all these random places i think if they just made riley that kind of athletic character him being a track star him being a fencer, him being into baseball, all of that would make total sense. Because they kind of did that with Izzy. She's just generally really athletic. So you could put her in all kinds of different athletic situations. And it makes sense. Also, when it comes to Michael Tabor, I found it a little opportunistic that he decided to reveal that he played Riley Gay after the fandom has been saying this for years and that he was kind of negative on the fandom for quite some time. And then all of a sudden he decided to be like, oh yeah, I played him gay. That reminds me of when J.K. Rowling was, oh, Dumbledore's gay. She just brought it up. To be fair, unlike Dumbledore, Riley was very gay. You can actually pick up the pieces in the show. As much as the chasing moment that was, I did appreciate that. And I did go a little yes queen after that, I will admit. Oh, I did. I was like, yes! Yeah, I still love that he said that. It was just opportunistic. It was. I will say the thing about Riley being kind of disliked by a lot of people is that I feel like it's not just character as just every other character on that show is just so good. If I were to rank the main seven, Riley would be at the bottom. Appropriate, because he is one. Alright, so are we did on the Riley bashing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Better be. Let's do a real bashing on a real bad ranger. So my number two is Mike the second green samurai. A number two indeed, because he is a number two. Broccoli colored plum. Yeah, that's my number two also. Alrighty, so let's bash him together. I got my baseball bat. It's metal. Let's fucking go. Alrighty, so Mike ends up on my shit list for one certain episode, and I think we all know what episode that is. It's for the trees. 
So Mike is a jerk and entitled douchebag because he didn't get one of the three auxiliary Zordas because you're entitled to that because you have a penis, I guess. I'm the boy. I'm the third one. I do you. I should get the field disc because I have a penis and Mia should not have the disc because she does not have a penis. So later on in the episode, he's pretty much steals the beetle disc from Mia during a fight with the Nylock. And shocker, it doesn't work because he hasn't trained with it and doesn't know how to use it. Gee, I wonder why you weren't chosen to handle it, Mike. So then he gets all pouty pouty after this. And the worst part of the episode happens where Mia justifies Mike's douchebag behavior and says he might have deserved the beetle disc over her. No. How? Where? When? Why would she defend that? The season is super fucking sexist towards its female characters. Me and Amling are fucking doormats for the guys. And they have no dimension. The dimensions are in danger, and I'm not talking about Super Ninja Steel. So yeah, she tries to justify that Mike should have gotten the disc too, like he deserves it, even though we clearly saw he did not in the last fight scene. If he had a more mature negative reaction to it, that'd be different. Maybe if there was a reason why he wanted the disc instead of I have a penis in the other guys have the second discs too the sad thing about this is what does that teach the younger viewers exactly what kind of lesson the lesson for this episode is so blind so mike continues to be insufferable using vines on mentor stick and then after a vague conversation about trees he defeats the nylock which doesn't have to do with the beetle disc after a vague conversation about trees <laughs> Mentor just gets on his motorcycle and says, get him, loser. We're going to see trees. Guess what he does? He's like, oh, wisdom about trees. The trees are flowing or in motion and the wind and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, what does this have to do with anything, bitch? And then he goes to the fight, defeats the Nylock, which I guess he's rewarded with by Mia. You deserve it, even though you fight the Nylock and nothing to do with the Beetle Disc. What did the Beetle Disc have to do with defeating the Nylock? He deserves it because he did his fucking job? Now, mind you, if this episode ended with Mike owning up to his douchebag behavior and apologized to Mia for being sexist and a douchebag, that would be a whole different thing. But no, he doesn't even mention any of that shit. He just spews confetti out of his cell phone and dances. Whoopee! Yay, you were a little freaking twat face booger. Words for the Trees really made me hate Mike, and it was never really the same after that for me. And he does not improve. Also, his relationship with Emily is forced, but we talked about in the last ranking. Okay, Austin, you have anything else to say about Mike since I just went on a fucking ripping session about Force for the Trees? He's hot. <laughs> That's my positive potato. He's hot. That is all. Another negative I have about Mike is that freaking line that was in every fucking trailer for Samurai where he's like, how about a lunch break? You'll be amazed at how good I practice after a few slices of pizza. <laughs> pizza so relatable. Amber, what is your number two? My number two is Jake. I dislike Jake a lot, but not as much as my number one. Jake is almost likable. I think it's because he's attractive, but literally boiled down to being absolutely creepy at Gia. And she gets nothing other than being pretty pursued i hate him because of that that's not fair that he gets this whole thing about pursuing her and then she doesn't even get any choice in the matter and so that's why i don't like him i hate my number one so much more one thing that i will say negative about jake and again this isn't his fault but him as super mega force green he doesn't match the sentai footage that they kept using none of them did again it's just a waste of gokaijra again we could go over this a million times we have before in the past it just sucks hashtag sucks so my number one is jake <laughs> so yeah broken record here i'm 
I'm not a big fan of Megaforce, and Jake is one of the reasons why I don't like it so much, and that stems from the awkward relationship of Jake and Gia. Like I said in our last ranking, Jake is a creep creep that spends all of Super Megaforce creeping on Gia and trying to get in her pants, and he's rewarded for it for some reason at the end. While some seasons, the big relationship of the season, like Joel and Miss Fairweather, are endearing and cute. This is just uncomfortable. Jake straight up calls Gia difficult, and he's rewarded in the end. Maybe if Jake actually had stuff going on for him beyond hitting on Gia, like maybe focusing on his friendship with Noah, more besides the body swap where Gia gets thirsty over Noah and Jake's body, which is a whole level of ick. Or maybe do an episode about his interest in soccer, because he's shown to always wear that freaking uniform the whole damn season. Why not do an episode focusing on soccer? It's a high school themed season, and they never do anything about their extracurriculars. Ever. Why put this season in high school if you're not going to do anything about the high school? I mean, Ninja Steel kind of did a little overboard with the high school stuff, but still. He's also a major douche to Orion. The one good thing about Super Mega Force after he joins the team. And he can burn in the Shadow World slash Abyss of Evil slash Nylock Heaven for that. Okay, positive potato. Azim does a good job at acting. I truly believe that he's a creepy McCreep creep. I'm not sure that was his intention. But he succeeded. Alrighty, Austin, what is your number one worst? My number one, to the shock of no one, is Tommy. Me too! Just overhyped and what? Literally for what? Well, I will agree with Amber when she said that that Green with Evil was the first thing, so I get the obsession that people have. He knows how to play evil. You got that down. I was kind of whatever about Tommy when I first kind of started getting into the fandom, but after Bandai and the show and the comics, just to continue to force him down your throat. I've had it officially. And I get it because I was eight years old when he first premiered, so I get it because I was obsessed with him. Old assholes like me and Jay, we remember those days. I was like, oh, he's cute. Oh, well, that's my positive potato about Tommy was that he was my first gay fantasy. Tommy doing those flips and toweling himself off, that was literally my first thing I realized I was gay. And he was green. I mean, a lot of people say that Tommy and Kim were their first crushes, so I get that. As a bisexual? Okay. My positive potato was when he passed the torch to TJ, who was a better ranger than Tommy ever will be, period. Matt's a better green ranger. There, I said it. Oh, yes, Matt from the comics. I almost put Matt on my list, but I didn't. Okay, so Amber, what is your number one? Pop off, sis. If I didn't hate James Navarro so much, actually, I think I might actually hate Mike just a little bit more than James Navarro. It hurts so bad because, yes, we talked about the fuck disc, but then just thinking back to the shit with fucking Emily. And the frozen peas. I went on at length about it. I'm going to go on a little bit more. It's such a shitty thing to do to your friend. And she's trying to help you. And you're like, oh, I'm going to run away like a little bitch. What are you showing kids? It's so bad. And then just keeps being rewarded for this bad behavior. It's almost as bad as the shit with Sarah. Ugh. No, she's the worst pig ranger, period. It's one thing to show the bad behavior, but then have the character grow from it and become a better person. But no, he just consistently just keeps acting like a fucking child. A good example of how to do that is Ollie, because Ollie acted like that a little bit, but is growing as a character and had arcs where he grew. Real people would stop being friends with this dude. If they weren't forced by familial duty, they probably would. I would walk up and just slap the shit out of him. I get so bad we talk about Mike every single fucking time. We have been talking about him a lot lately. We have been, and I've just been kind of stewing in this rage. That's really bad. As a Tommy despiser, Mike brings more visceral anger. Because Tommy never really did anything super sexist. Mike has a whole episodes. Tommy never pulled the kind of shit that Mike did. Never. As much as we hate Tommy, at least he always respected women. Who would have fucking thought in the year of our lord 2022 i'm out here throwing some props to tommy i hate to say 
this, but do you have any positive potatoes about Mike? That was my positive potato. That he made me hate Tommy slightly less. Alrighty, so that's the end of our Green Ranger ranking. So what did you think of our ranking? Did our top five best and worst Green Rangers match yours? Tweet us at the Grip PR to tell us your best and worst Green Rangers. We'll see you next week for a brand new episode of the Grip. But until then, everybody say bye. 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 Bye-bye. This has been a Morphin Legacy production, bitches.